Welcome back to the Character Corner with your host Chris and Deepom here. Um, we're doing the Character Corner. We normally on our Character Corner we do uh, some of your favorite uh, uh, comic book characters, and we kind of go through their entire you know comic book history. Uh, we're trying something new now. Uh, we've been doing some new things. We, we've done some character spotlight, uh, creator spotlights. We've done uh, combo, like turn combo book clubs in the character corners. Um, we're also going to try to start throwing in some because we we get we get a lot of requests for some characters that honestly we would feel like we couldn't get a full normal character corner like where you just kind of start from the beginning and then go straight straight through the thing. Like some of them just don't have that kind of history there. Um, so we're gonna do like. We're gonna call so call them character corners, but these are kind of shorter character corners where we kind of just go through, you know, general overview of what these who these characters are, some runs you're gonna want to uh, you're gonna want to uh, check out and go for that. LLs get to get more character corners done. They won't be as long, and we get some of the characters you guys want to hear about done. Um, the first group we're gonna do, and we kind of already made this announcement. We're doing the Doom Patrol today, and a couple of reasons for that. One. Uh, they probably had the best episodes of Titans <laughs> that come out on, on that show. Um, I've seen people talk. I'm sorry. Listen, if you like the show, that's fine. But like, I've seen people talk about the Jason Todd episode and I watched a clip of, and I was like, that's not Jason Todd. Like you guys think he's, he wasn't red hood as Jason Todd guys. He, <laughs> he wasn't red. He wasn't red hood as Robin guys. He wasn't like, you you he's he, you basically have him basically acting like oh nah man I can I can fuck people up as as Robin that's why I'm here for that's why I love I'm like well, that's not that's not Jason Todd guys that's not that's not what he was a little bit rebellious but guys that's not Jason Todd like what are you guys doing right. what are you guys watching anyway um and they're all Doom Patrol's also going to do their have their own series coming out and since I think they did a, a pretty good job of of of, of introducing those characters on Titans I actually kind of do want to check out that 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 Doom Patrol series after it already fucking drops all the episodes you're not getting me month to month again uh dc universe so um what we're gonna do we're gonna kind of jump in and just kind of go through quickly uh who the doom patrol are uh, the biggest run that we're gonna deal with is probably the grant morrison stuff i think that's the stuff that stayed out the most but we'll kind of go through the early, the early history of this group um they were created in 1963 in my event uh, my greatest adventure number 80 by it was Arnold Drake, uh, Bob Haney, and Bruno Primiani, I believe is his last name. Um, yeah. So, the creating them back in that time. Cause I had to look this up. I, I went and looked up some of you know some of these other teams at the time. So the Teen Titans came out the year afterward. They were nineteen sixty four. Um, Fantastic Four were sixty one, and the X Men were also sixty three. And when you look at the Doom Patrol and how they set up, I mean. They're an interesting group because the Doom Patrol were they were they were different from the characters you normally get from from DC at the time. DC right. had superheroes, you know. You had the you had you 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 had that. The Doom Patrol was their original Doom Patrol was basically a group of misfits. Um, the original team, and we'll get more into them. They're led by uh, the chief uh, now is Calder. Uh, you have Robot Man, Cliff Steele, uh, Elastigirl, uh, Rita Farr. Uh, and negative man Larry Trainer. You have these four, these four uh, characters, and I'll go into more about their powers and who they are and things like that later on. Can, can I can I be real before we get too far into it? Yeah, go ahead. When you said we're going to try something new, and we usually talk about people's favorite characters here. I thought you were going to talk about now. Here's a, a group of characters who's nobody's favorite. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the history of Doom Patrol. We're going to talk about some, I guess, arcs that matter, mostly the Grant Morrison stuff. But I think it's super interesting. The Doom Patrol's been around since 1963. Nobody knows who they are. 
and they have no staying power. <laughs> no. They're always like an afterthought and like when they reboot continuity, it's like no one's the, no one's question is ever, but what are you going to do with Doom Patrol now? Like, it's never that. It's what? always just they're, they're an afterthought. And right, wrong, or indifferent, the characters haven't gained traction at DC. And I think part of it is, I want to say part of it is is kind of how atypical they are for DC characters. No, I, that's because, That is it. it. Because you're right. Like, they, so the Marvel idea of like a team of misfits protecting a world that doesn't understand and that's basically marvel in general the fact that they tried to dc was was admirable but i don't in my opinion just going back what we read the idea that it caught on was like a big movement never really make itself aware make itself make its presence known to me i'm gonna say something because here's the thing like especially when we get the grant morris stuff i think this is i think this is these these were these are great characters and they're interesting and so anybody who's a, a huge doom patrol fan like excuse me when i for what i'm about to say but I believe it's just factually true. The biggest impact that Doom Patrol had was when they died. They had an impact on uh, on Beast Boy. That yo, the that's true in story, but like out of story, this is the first time a team book had been ended by killing everyone. Yeah, I mean, it, again, they did, like they actually had. If, if you read that issue, I believe it's uh, Doom Patrol one twenty one from from the, from that original series. You actually had the creators at the beginning of the book basically saying, "We're going to kill the Doom Patrol." You're like, "Whoa!" They're actually like, I, I'm, I'm with I, 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 I kind of do wish they had gotten more of attraction because I do think it was a bold and different choice for DC at the time. Well, and, for I think, and because I went back and reread a lot of the first one because I'd never read it before. Mm-hmm. I, I got introduced originally telling our ages, as we always do, to the Grant Morrison stuff. Um, it wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't life-altering. But it was, particularly when you tie it to some of the offerings of DC at the time, dramatically different. Right. And I think that's probably what sank it at DC. Because honestly, if you're pushing the superhero line of books, it's hard to say, here's something completely different. But this is a book that... I think had, could have had legs. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a theme that has been proven to have legs. We've had the, we'll talk about the longer accusations later of piracy from, um, well, I want to get I into it right now. Drake, you said, I, I want to do get it now. Right, yeah. I want to do it now because basically, so, okay, so yeah, go ahead. Let me read, let me read this quote by Arnold Drake. Right. I become more and more convinced that Stanley knowingly stole the X-Men from the Doom Patrol. Over the years, I've learned that a lot of awful, awful lot of writers were working Writers and artists were working stereotypically between Marvel and DC. Therefore, when I first brought the idea to DC editor Marty Balatnov's office, it would have been easy for someone to walk over and hear that. I was working on a story about a bunch of reluctant superheroes who were led by a man in a wheelchair. So over the few years, I began to feel that Stan had more lead time than I realized. He may have had more four, six, or maybe even five months. And while Drake backed off of that before he died, he became much more of a uh, just, you know, the coincidence and da-da-da. It's interesting because I don't think Stan stole the idea. Mm-hmm. I think that Stan thought the idea through better than they did. Yes. But it is the same thing. There are similar ideas, so it's not worth – I'm not going to dismiss this as sour grapes off the rip. But he is right in saying one thing is that they're similar, and it's interesting that only one of the companies backed the other, backed the book. Yeah, their version of this. Well, I'll take it a step further. Um, I, 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 right. I, I don't believe that there's sour grapes or that that Stan Lee stole the idea, right? Um, and I do believe that, especially at that time, I think there were probably a lot of what he. I think the core of what he said there is actually true. 
I believe that there were a lot of between a lot of writers and creators working between the two companies. I believe a lot of these ideas is is the idea of there aren't really any new original ideas uh, mm-hmm. at their base. People take some like somebody else's original idea and they begin their own. And I don't necessarily think that's stealing because honestly, when you look at the Doom Patrol, and we'll get more into this later on, with the Doom Patrol and the X Men, they're very very fucking different. But I could say the same thing to him about. Like the Fantastic Four. Honestly, I think there's more comparisons to the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. and Doom Patrol. And and Fantastic Four came out in '61. So if you look at it like this, and we've kind of we talked about this when we talked about Stan Lee, right? The Fantastic Four came out in '61. So after and with the huge success of, of, of the Fantastic Four, there's a there's clearly a rush to try to get more success from that kind of thing. I think that's actually how you get. Doom Patrol, not saying that, you know, uh, Drake took took the idea of the Fantastic Four and made, you know, uh, Doom Patrol. But it's like, okay, you see these four characters and you can make these comparisons of, you know, Ben Grimm is kind of like Robot Man. You know, Negative Man is kind of like the the allegory for Human Torch. And then you have Elastigirl is basically Reed and Calder has Reed's intelligence. It's like, you can take all that stuff, but they're so... But, but the execution of them all and how they do all this stuff is different, right? Like... The Fantastic Four aren't like a, even though they could be considered a family of misfits, they're not really misfits, right? And not to mention that well, three yeah. of go ahead, three of three of the four can look human, you know, and and have nothing, no no problem. You know, you have uh, you have the X Men, and the X Men, yes, they are a group, of, they are a group of misfits, if you will, which I think is kind of, you know not explaining really what the X Men is, and yes, you know, both Professor X and the Chief are in wheelchairs, but. Honestly, I feel I look at all three of these 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 sets of teams, and they're all so different. The one difference, like you said, is Marvel backed those two teams. DC kind of really didn't back the Doom Patrol. Well, well, also what what didn't happen in DC is that Marvel, for its origins and its characters, allowed them largely to tell largely just mainstream superhero stories. Mm-hmm. The Fantastic Four. If you read those early issues, we've done it before. They start off as body horror comics. Mm-hmm. It's a horror comic. So the misfit angles played up there, but then they're able to pivot the body horror into superheroes, but still giving in that pathos at the core. I feel like with Doom Patrol, particularly the earlier run, is it's the idea is we're misfits, and that's as far as it gets. No, it, you're absolutely right. It, they don't. They it's surface level, and mm-hmm. it doesn't make it bad. But it's why no. it's why they don't take off, and and the Fantastic Four and X Men did, because, like you said, like and, and and it's funny because when you get into, um, the Morrison run years later, I feel like Morrison really then, I mean, he just gets weird, you know. We'll get into Morrison later on. <laughs> well, it's because it's because honestly, the characters were so poorly defined for so long. Yeah, that Morrison's like, I'm gonna be weird. I'm gonna yeah. be weird. Um, so, so let's kind of go through who, who the original Doom Patrol were. So you have Niles, Niles Calder. He's the leader of the Doom Patrol, genius level, uh, intellect, paraplegic. Um, he, uh, the original origin for this, because again, we're going to keep bringing this up. Do not give Grant Morrison your things if you want him to put, don't, not to break them. That's not, that's not a knock against Grant Morrison. Just a f- statement of fact, all right? Um, the original origin for the character is that he found the Doom Patrol to kind of protect the innocent and fight crime while teaching humanity to accept others um, who were different from themselves. Again, from that definition, you can be like, well, that sounds like Charles Xavier, except that he kind of really doesn't do it in, in story. So it's not <laughs> the same thing. Um, he puts together the Doom Patrol because he, he feels like they're a collection of freaks 
Um, and he uses intellect to kind of save uh, a robot man. He, he builds robot man's body. He creates negative man's bandages, and I kind of get into what those are later on. Um, robot man, Cliff Steele. Uh, I believe he was a race car driver, got into a horrible accident. <laughs> and um, I, I think what they, they described it as he is the first recipient of a brain transplant, and it was his own brain. And, and, and Calder basically transplants his brain into a robot body to kind of save his consciousness and stuff like that. So he's, it's, in, in a way, and I'll say this uh, going forward, because, you know, we bring all these comparisons to the X-Men. I'll say this. I think that what they did with Robot Man, and which is weird, it's going to be weird when they do this on the Doom Patrol TV shows. He does better, they do better with man in a robot body with him than, than, than Cyborg. Oh, way better. And 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 it's weird to say that because Cyborg is the one that again, Cyborg is the one that caught on. But r- when I'm reading Robot Man, and and the interesting thing about Robot Man is there have been several inter- iterations of uh, the Doom Patrol. He's in every single one. He's the only member that's always a member of the team. It's it's a, it's a core of a Doom Patrol. You, if you're gonna have Doom Patrol, you have to have Robot Man. And again, just the way they do that, like. Going with what they showed in the Doom Patrol episode, uh, he's, they're sitting at the dinner table and he's asking R- Rachel to to describe her food because he can't taste it. You know, that whole thing. That it's just just the way they handle him being a a human in a robot body. It's just done way better than anything they've done with Cyborg. To be perfectly honest, like the body horror stuff it's, with him is just better. It's so, and it makes me wonder and kind of worry about the Doom Patrol. Sh- Show because they're going to be introducing Cyborg there, which I'm very confused by. Which Robot Man is kind of nailing like the internal, like the main internal strife of Cyborg. So, what next? Right. I I don't like Vic. Like the version of Vic they're going to lean on, which I wouldn't have do, but it's the, ver- the version they're going to. Because if you put it in Doom Patrol, you got to have that pathos, and you got to lean on that. What I think part of it is the fact that Robot Man isn't a robot. Like he's not a machine. He's just a machine body with a human brain, Cyborg is at least interfacing with these technologies. Maybe that's the way they're going to do it. I don't know, but you're right. It's one of those things that's worried me as well. Yeah, it's, it's a very weird thing. Um, uh, Rita Farr, uh, Lessa Girl, uh, Olympic swimming gold medalist and Hollywood actress, was exposed to, again, got to love the uh, 60s, volcanic gases, <laughs> and discovered she could expand and shrink her body. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, you know, what was that old show, The uh, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman or something like that? Yeah, that's basically That's her. That's her. Um, and then you have Negative Man, Larry Trainer, uh, test pilot exposed to radioactive fields in the atmosphere, because, of course. Um, but instead of getting, you know, <laughs> instead of becoming <laughs> Hal Jordan, he, uh, he his powers is that he can release a negative charged energy being from his body. Uh, and, and what uh, Calder did was create these um, these bandages that allow him to kind of he always had to be wrapped in these bandages, and Calder's the one that created these bandages. And um, this is the team. These are the people that, you know, the, the chief, Calder, brought together. And he's, uh, again, he's the one that that kind of tweaks on, you know, uh, uh, Cliff's uh, body and makes changes to Cliff's body. He provides Larry's uh, the, um, the bandages, and I believe he helps train Rita for this. Now, as we go... As you go through these, you get different members. Again, we, we mentioned Beast Boy joined later down the line in issue 99. Um, again, being a freak, being an outcast, and they're kind of bringing them in. Um, and we'll go through some of the other rosters of this here. Um, 
so you kind of want to go through that, the, 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 the I guess, volume one of, of, of Doom Patrol and, and the general idea what they what they yeah. do in those? So the idea behind Doom Patrol, particularly at this point, was that basically there were freaks who fought other freaks. Uh, like yeah. you look at the like the, the rogue gallery for early Doom Patrol. I'm just gonna read some here because <laughs> they're actually inter- they're actually the, pretty fun. <laughs> well, they're fun, but like it's just it, it never got into the mode of actual superheroes. No, General Immortus who wanted to be immortal. He's basically, <laughs> an animal Nazi. vegetable Nazi. mineral man. <laughs> Which is, I mean, like, and the brother of evil who's led by a brain and a toaster. Like, <laughs> yes, they can do superheroes. Their plots, but like you look at the nature of these villains, none of them have what you'd call in the books at the time curb appeal. And that's one of the things I think was really lacking kind of throughout Doom Patrol's run is that, and I think almost it became kind of the defining characteristic until Grant Morrison got there is that these characters must be aesthetically displeasing. Yes. It, well, it, it, it's, I think it was two things. Was one is that, the other thing too is. When you see someone that like, okay, so you had the brain, uh, you had, uh, and then he was, uh, what was the monkey that was with him? The ape that was with him? Monsieur Mala. Mala, right? It's like, well, you have Grodd. Why is the monkey French? Right. It's just like, and I think, I, I think in some respects, like DC stepped on some of their own, their own characters with this. But I think that's also where the Morrison stuff comes in because Morrison just started making parodies of things. And we yeah. was really, really good at that. And but Morrison you know, stopped telling the story in that book and just like I'm gonna do whatever I feel. Well well, you know, here well, here's what it is, right? And, and I think this is what it is. Um I think Doom Patrol's at its best. Like the early Doom Patrol stuff, but again, you can read the early stuff, it's not bad. It's it's basically superhero stuff with a misfit team. Nothing I mean they, they fight they fight other, like you said, they fight other freaks, other, uh, other, other misfits. And again, it's not saying that things don't get serious. Because again, issue 20, uh, 121 of Doom Patrol is like the Brotherhood of Evil, particularly, um, what is it, um, uh, General Immortus, basically giving the team of a choice of, I'm going to either blow up this fishing village that has like only 14 people on it, or, or you're going to blow up yourselves. And the team decides that they're going to go out being what they've always been, which is standing up and protecting other people, and they allow him to, to blow them up instead. And that's how the that's how the book ends. So it's like, it kind of ends with um, the team, like you said, the heroes literally being blown up. Like, that's it. And yeah. I think that they had to do that because you can't compete the Doom Patrol. If you're trying to make Doom Patrol into your normal superhero team, it doesn't work. Because again, you have all this other stuff you're competing with. You're competing with not only inside, not even outside of DC with like Marvel, and you're competing against Fantastic Four and X Men, which you're never gonna, you know, you're never gonna beat them anyway. But even inside of DC, you're competing against at this point. Because remember, after this, you then get, then get you get the Teen Titans, you get, um, you have the Justice League. So like, who is, who is the audience for Doom Patrol? Yeah. You know, That's a great question, particularly from a DC standpoint. Like, who at DC are you selling this to? Right, and and I think that's where Doom Patrol had his issues until that Morrison stuff, because Morrison comes in, I guess, as Volume Two in in the in the late uh, in the mid eighties, and he does. Uh, let me see what the issues he does. It's like issues nineteen through sixty three, and I think to me. What made Doom Patrol work is what made it work in that Titans episode is 
they are you have to lean into the fact that they're freaks and outcasts. You have to lean into that they're weird. You have to we- lean into okay, why don't, you know, if you have a if you're living if you're operating in a world that has a Justice League that has certain, not, not I'm sorry, you know, let's be honest here. Not just has the Justice League, but it has several Justice Leagues. You know, <laughs> it has several Teen Titans groups. Why do you need a Doom Patrol? Right. And, and the answer is because we deal with weird shit. You know, it's a, it's the idea of, you know, uh, almost like, you know, uh, you, you have uh, the Legends of Tomorrow. And you're like, well, why do you need the Legend of Tomorrow? Because they deal with the weird shit. You have the Time Bureau, right. but they deal with the weird shit. And then, then why do you bring in Constantine? Well, because Constantine deals with the weird shit that is magical. So it's like you have to find your little small niche to, to fit them into. And I think that's what happens with the Doom Patrol. Like Doom Patrol, um, when when you get when you bring in uh, Morrison, and he, I would even say this before then I, I can't remember because because even when you when you do some reading on this, like we did our research looking at, I, I looked up some of the um, you're gonna read a list for for Doom Patrol by going to uh, I, I get a lot of my stuff from here. Uh, what is it, Comic Book Herald? They do they yeah. do a really good job. Whoever runs that site does a really good job of pulling down reading lists. So you can get a reading list for that. But even that reading list, and then when you compare that to Wikipedia and any other research you do, you want people to flat out tell you, it's like, yeah, the, this series is okay, but like it had bad sales because nobody really cared about it, so it went away. Right? The Morrison stuff is just, is the meat of Doom Patrol. Well, well, it didn't even go away. You remember, this This is a time in the era when books got canceled, but there's no real shame in losing your book. The crazy shit is that this book state, this, this premise, they canceled the book, they got blown up Instead of the fishing village, you big dumb idiots. In 1968, there's no Doom Patrol revival until 77. Nine years later, mm-hmm. like that is crazy to me. Like that right there tells me like this is a story that just didn't resonate or didn't get pushed enough to resonate. And then in 77, they bring it back and they kind of because spoilers, they killed the whole fucking team. Yeah, the entire team is killed. Then I think Paul Kupperberg brings the Doom Patrol back uh, in, uh, like you said, from August. They did. They, what it was is they introduced him into the Showcase, Showcase 94 mm-hmm. in 1977. And, but again, but and, and, and the, 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 what I find so interesting about this is, and, and if anybody goes, oh, you guys are ragging on the Doom Patrol, it's like, no, 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 go and read what the creators of some of these books will tell you. They'll say, like, you know, no, we messed up. Like, like Kupperberg at this point... He says, and I quote, I was missing the point of Doom Patrol. The original group were outsiders and freaks. All my new guys were just comic book superheroes. I was young and inexperienced and new to writing about two years under my belt before getting this gig. So he was inspired by the idea of the new, all new, all different X-Men. Mm-hmm. And what I think he got away from, and I read some of this, is that he got the idea of cool powers. But if you go read like Giants of X-Men today, each new character that's introduced there's a downside to what they've got, their gifts. Nightcrawler's rescued by being chased by a, a mob who, who are chasing his appearance. Uh, Storm is, is worshipped as a goddess, but also as a thief. Like, she was a thief first. Like, there's all these things, all these reasons why, in tying them to the unique root of mutancy, also lets you kind of shorthand inform their struggles. There was none of that with Doom Patrol 2. And, and, I think, and, I, and I think that's another good thing. Going back to what we were saying about the comparison between the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, it's like you have to, and, and, and it makes sense as to why 
the Doom Patrol didn't really it didn't grab people at the time because DC wasn't doing that kind of stuff. It wasn't, you know, it's what we said in the St. Lee episode, right? You know, Tony Stark matters, Bruce Wayne doesn't. <clears throat> Batman matters, but Bruce Wayne doesn't. So when you're dealing with a with a company whose focus is on that the hero matters, but the who the hero actually is doesn't, that doesn't really sit well when you're doing a, a team of misfits where who they are has to matter. Because if not, then they're just they're just a regular team. And so uh, for that team, I believe they bring in. Um, so for that team, they've got um, Celsius, who's the chief's wife, who never mentioned her scene before. Right. <laughs> and she reforms the gym patrol and, and specifically to protect herself from General Mortis, which is still a stupid name. <laughs> they bring back Robot Man, whose brain's put into a new body. So now he's the second recipient of a brain transplant. I'm going to make fun of it. Sorry. Yeah, I know it should be. Um, the negative spirit. Uh, possesses uh, cosmonaut Valentina Volstock, making her the negative woman. So this time, not only is she not radioactive, she can transform her body into that form rather than letting it uh, leave her. And the fire member is Tempest Joshua Clay, who is a Vietnam deserter who fires energy blasts from his hands. If you're asking yourself, where is the pathos and the weirdness? You even made negative now woman, non-radioactive. Where's the downside of her powers? Welcome to Doom Patrol 2. Right. It, it, it's just not there. They did a three-issue trial with the book. It didn't work. And um, there were some guest appearances, but like, largely, this wasn't... A, this was a mess. And it set back the property. Mm-hmm. He was tied... They tied it slightly in the Teen Titans because Robot Man would show up as a, kind of the, the marker of history for, for Beast Boy, but or Changeling, I guess, at the time. But beyond that, yeah, that was it. Yeah, didn't really get anything. Um, I, I know they, they did the first, they did a post-crisis relaunch. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they had Eric Larson and, and Cupper, uh, I think Cupperberg worked together. Yeah. Did not work together well. <laughs> Eric Larson, man. Yeah, yeah. And look, I love Eric Larson. I'm a, I was a Savage Dragon guy in the 90s. Larson's great. He just wasn't a good fit. And it's so weird because you look at the stuff he did at Savage Dragon, it ends up maybe his style would have been a fit. Mm-hmm. Well, for the stories that uh, Coverberg was selling, it didn't work. Yeah, didn't work. Um, and so they do it for 18 issues. And that's when we get the Grant Morrison. And um, so I feel like I'm just going to record. I, I think you should just record the line that anytime we talk about something with Grant Morrison, that Grant Morrison's a crazy person. And I'm saying that in the nicest way possible. And like I said before, it's <laughs> do not because <laughs> T-Bob and I talked about this. We mentioned this before. I haven't read the first issue of it yet, but you know, Grant Morrison is writing Green Lantern right now. And if you love Green Lantern, you should be very, very nervous because listen, we love Grant Morrison. I love what Grant Morrison does. Here's the thing, though. Um. You are not going to get your pieces back into one piece. Your, your, your toys right. back into one place. You're, you're just not. He's not going to put the toys back in the box the way they were. He does not play nice that way. That's just not how he does it. And that's not a knock against Grant Morrison. That's just me saying how he facts. operates. That's just, those are just facts. Okay? So let me say this. I'm a Grant Morrison fan. One of my favorite runs in all of comics is his JLA run. He brought back the Big Seven, everything. Turning them into the Gods of Olympus was all brilliant. I love Grant Morrison's X-Men. I'm one of those people. 
Grant Morrison's Animal Man is a comic book that changed the way I read comics. Grant Morrison is great in two in two stances. One, you don't care about the characters you're writing about. <laughs> like if you don't come in with an attachment to the characters, you're gonna have a great time. Or two, someone somewhere has the power to tell him no. <laughs> Those are the two places Grant Morrison works best. His Doom Patrol had neither. <laughs> Actually, no, they have the one because you don't actually give a shit about these characters. Right. That's why it works. I think, as But some... no one told him no. <laughs> no one ever told him no. I don't believe... And I say that full knowledge that Grant Morrison's a crazy person. I don't believe there was editorial control over this book at all, okay? Like... The editor just... <laughs> at the editor and the credits, he just wrote LOL. <laughs> like, Grant Morrison are probably just like, all right, I just finished my thing for Doom Patrol. Oh, who, who's the editor for this? And they go and like... We're writing a Doom Patrol book? Oh, shit. Um, great great this. Don't worry about it. Man. Right. Hey, look, you're fine. You're fine. Um, and, and I know it sounds like we're shitting on him, but I'm saying this because if you read this Grant Morrison run, if you read these issues, these 44 issues from, I think it's uh, 19 to 63, if you read these issues, um, actually, no, that's what, 50? No, that's, that's 50, 44. Um, be prepared to not understand what the fuck is going on. At almost any point in this book, or so going straight to Wikipedia for this next part. I, I had to. Morrison's villains were extremely unusual and strange, even by Doom Patrol's eccentric standards. Uh, pause, pause, example, pause, pause, pause. Now remember, we've already mentioned that one, the the Brotherhood of Evil had a talking brain and a talking monkey in the Brotherhood of Evil. That is Doom Patrol crazy villains. Proceed. For example, Red Jack is a near-omnipotent being who thinks he's both Jack the Ripper and God. He lives in a house without windows, torturing butterflies to create the pain he needs to survive. That is actually one of the more sane villains that... That is more... one that can be explained in two sentences. Right. <laughs> which I'm pretty impressed by. I'm not going to lie. Good job, Wikis. Like... Next up, the Brotherhood of Dada are an anarchistic group who fight against reality and reason. It features members such as Sleepwalk, who can only use her tremendous powers when she's asleep. She takes sleeping pills and listens to Barry Manilow before battles. And the Quiz, who has every superpower you hadn't thought of and a pathological fear of dirt. We're not And lastly, <laughs> the Scissormen, who, like, in a vacuum, are the coolest characters in comic history. I, I feel like they were so meta. Because when they were doing it, I was like, wait, it was like, this is so meta. They're literally, I'm sorry, go ahead. Explain what the Scissormen are. Scissormen are a race of beings that attack non-fictional beings in the real world, i.e. the world the Doom Patrol live in, with their large scissor-like hands and cut people out of reality. Actually, those were the editors that we talked about that that, that Grant Morrison didn't yes. have. <laughs> those like, are that's Grant Morrison bitching about editors. Like That's, what that, that's why that character exists. Grant Morrison's bitching about editors. Yes. <laughs> and somebody was like, you know what, Always. fuck it. I'm not editing this book anymore. He's he's throwing subliminals at me. I'm not editing this book anymore. Fuck it. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, yeah. It's but here's the thing. It doesn't stop there. Because uh, then he starts throwing in things like his, his parodies, like the Beard Hunter, which Nigga, is literally the, the Punisher, but the dude hunts beards. <laughs> Nigga, listen, that issue was fucking hilarious. 
It's just he's it's him having someone try to kill Alan Moore for an issue. That's all it is. He's like, what if the Punisher went after Alan Moore? That's what it is. It is absolutely fucking hilarious. You're like, it's and- ridiculously funny, but like, <laughs> at a certain point, you will catch yourself saying, like, but why? And there's no answer. <laughs> there's no answer. There's no, and if you're gonna read it, it's like, well, I can't wait till you get to the resolution of the. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> wait, there is no there. There, like, again, like, l- let me let me go through some of the the the, the crazy shit that Grant Morrison does. But again. It's the reason why I think I think because he does the crazy shit. It's why when you talk Doom Patrol, Grant Morrison's run is the run everybody talks about because it's the most memorable stuff that Doom Patrol does. It's crazy; you don't understand half of it, but it's 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 that whole line is it's what is it? It's provocative. It gets the people moving. Like that's what this is. That's what yeah. Grant Morrison did. Um, he ended up combining Larry Larry Trainer and his doctor, Doctor Eleanor Poole, into uh, one create and one negative creature, uh, ne- negative, negative, negative being, uh, re- called Rebus, which is interesting because uh, Rebus was both male and female, is both Larry and and uh, Eleanor, and referred to her, uh, itself as we. And if you and later on, we get to uh, who took over the book after her, Rachel, I think, uh, Rachel uh, Pollock took over and actually created the first tra- one of the first transgender characters, but. Obviously, at that point, negative person, if you will, was, for all intents and purposes, non-binary. You know, it was right. and it was a whole big thing going on with that character, and you know, that's from the from jump is what they what he does with that. Um, introduces us to, to new care, a new members of the Doom Patrol. We have Crazy Jane. I can't remember how many personalities she had, but she had all these different personalities, and beyond just having different personalities. Her personality is going to manifest into having uh, powers. And what I found so interesting about Grant Morrison's run here is how many things that when you look at them on their own, if you look at the pop culture today, people have taken them. Honestly, what he does with Crazy Jane is kind of what they do with um, the dude from uh, with uh, James McAvoy's character from um, uh, uh, what's him call That's going to be in Glass, having all those multiple personalities. Split. Yeah, split. It's, it's literally that. It's literally that character having all the well, different personalities. From, uh, Typhoid Mary. He said, "What now?" Typhoid Mary only had pyrokinetic powers in one of her personalities. Th- there we go. Too like I, there's so many different things that that actually I think I think Grant Morrison touched in this. There's a there's a point in here at one point where, um, they I think this is where they were fighting. I can't again. It's so fucking crazy. It's all in my head. I think they were fighting. Was it the Men from Nowhere or something like that? And you had that one character that had like the. Oh, let me see if I can find it. He had, um, what is it? He had like the words. Um, oh, he had the Book of the Fifth Window was written on him. It's basically the un. Basically, and he was being chased by the cult of the unwritten book. And basically, the words mm-hmm. on him were basically the words of the Creator, which is basically you know everyone in this world the words of God. And I'm like, oh my god, that's literally what happened in the show Dominion. You know, God left his, his words <laughs> on this character. I'm like, I, and I'm not saying that these people took things from this because I honestly don't believe anybody. I don't. I don't believe anybody sat through enough of, of this Grant Morrison book to to read and go. You know what? I'm gonna use that for a TV show. But it's just so funny that that he had all these ideas he throws he threw so, in here that you can see later on in pop culture because, like I said, Grant Morrison is crazy, but he's kind of a good crazy. I'm giving myself three minutes, if not less, 
us on this. We're going to talk about what Grant Morrison actually believes the world works, like how it works. <laughs> Grant Morrison's convinced, like, I, you hold on the fuck tight. Grant Morrison's convinced he's been abducted by aliens multiple times. No, that's not a joke. He actually has been. Yes. Yeah. I'm, this, I'm, none, of, none of this is a fucking joke. Grant Morrison does not believe that aliens live in our, live in our space, though. He believes they're transdimensional beings who are able to interact with our world through our collective unconscious. When he's interacted with them, he's able to dip into that and take our story ideas, which is why you see the ideas that he posits in here and in Swamp Thing and in Animal Man, which, by the way, is the the trifecta of fucked up uh, Grant Morrison shit. Mm -hmm. He believes that he tapped into it, which is why, like, when we say, oh, it resonates with these other things, like, no, they're hearing the echoes of what our collective unconscious already knows. Mm Mm-hmm. We will one day get into the ideas of like esoteric thinking and like magical thought and the idea that you can make thoughts reality via um, personal magic that Grant Morrison ascribes to. But it's important you know that what he writes, he does not believe he created it. Mm. He believes he's just translating it through, he's the medium through which the our unconscious is being translated. Grant Morrison is a goddamn crazy person. And you'll see a lot, but he makes great fucking fiction. And you'll see a lot of his work ties into the idea that we all share uh, like a gestalt personality or way of thinking about the world that he'll only be tapped into by certain people. He does this in the JLA run when everyone gets superpowers. He does this um, throughout Doom Patrol, like the Scissorman. Like that's the idea that you can erase something from reality is a is a turn point is a, is a turning on the idea that we manifest our own. Mm-hmm. So you've got to realize that when we're saying like, oh, Grant Morrison's crazy, we're not saying this because the books are hard to read. They're actually not. He distills these very complicated, like quantum ideas, like I drink too much ayahuasca ideas into very understandable concepts. But you need to realize when you're reading it, he's not fucking joking. He thinks this is how the world works. Well, and, 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 and there's two things about that, right? One, what you just said there, I think is a very good, we should have put that at the beginning of talking about the Grant Morrison stuff because you need to understand that that like I when I read Grant Morrison, I understand that that's how he thinks. And so when you when this you is literally when you, like you're, right, you're visiting inside his head. So so when you understand how Grant Morrison thinks, when you read what he writes, you're like, oh, okay, it's weird and crazy, but this is actually I I actually kind of understand it. Um, and it's it's and it, and it helps you kind of go along and 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 and, and, and like I said not really understand it, but you can kind of see where he goes. And like you said, he he's able to break down some of these concepts. So you kind of, even when you feel like you're not understanding, like, and that's, I think that's the other great thing about the way he wrote it is, and by having everybody kind of lean into the being the misfits. Uh, and, and it's why also I think robot man is the, the, the character that kind of goes with every iteration of the doom patrol, because he serves as, the audience. He serves as the reader. So there'll be times when you're getting characters explaining all this, 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 these thoughts and this stream of content. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And literally then robot man goes like, I don't understand anything you just fucking said right there. And you're like, thank you. Thank you. So it's not just me. I'm not the crazy person here that could not, I didn't understand a word that was going on. You don't understand it either. All right, cool. Robot man, go hit something, you know? And that's how, that's literally how it works. You know, like robot man, we go like, I have no idea what's going on here. Like there's, I can't remember which characters it was that only talked in anagrams. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing here? What are we, what are we doing here? Um, One of the characters in the sentient street called Danny the Street. Oh yeah, and who becomes a member of the of the Doom Patrol? Danny the Street. It is a sentient street. Yes, 
I, I got. Th- 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 there's nothing else for it. That, that, that is what he is. And he talks through, uh, like changing things on windows and things like that. Like, and he's a, a like, awning, like like storefronts. Right. Um, what 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 uh, what? Uh, at one point, he does something with the Pentagon. The stuff with the Pentagon is fucking hilarious because. Like at one point, one of the guys and they're they're talking. The two characters are talking, but they're like riding these giant balls with like 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 riding. Like it's fucking crazy as shit. Like it's this book is out there. It's it's out yeah. there. And That's um, very fair to say. Again, he makes parodies of the Punisher. There's there's a, he does one cover. I can't remember what issue it is. I think it was fifty three or something like that. Where it's like the the cover of um uh, uh I think it's Fantastic Four forty eight. He does a there's a there's a there's a, uh, a a Doom Patrol special issue with basically a parody of uh, <laughs> the uh, I think it calls it Doom Force a parody of X Force. It's just yeah. like he goes. I, I I think because he leans into the crazy and the misfit and 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 the weirdness of it. Like you understand, like early on when when the the, the Brotherhood of Dada show up and they're basically anarchists and they 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 want to basically. You're led by a former member of the Brother of the Evil who got chained. Uh, I think it was, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but he, he got chained, Mr. Morden or something like that. He got chained into um, this this being that's really there, but not really there, Mr. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And they, they they get a hold of the, this painting, this painting that eats, that basically absorbs anything around it. And so it absorbs like Paris. And so the Doom Patrol goes in to stop him. And at one point, like, the Justice League shows up. But they can't do anything because they're just sitting there going, "What the fuck is going on?" Like the Doom Patrol went in there, yeah. like what? Like Superman showing up, and Superman's like, "What the hell is going on?" So it's like Grant Morrison made it so you understand why this is only jobs that the 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 uh, the Doom Patrol could handle because they deal with weirdness. And throughout this entire time, there's this other thing going on, and it, it's so very weird because it feels like it comes out of nowhere. But if you think about it, like all these little things are happening here, right? And you feel like none of them are really that connected. The one, the one story that, and this is the thing that I think Grant Morrison does all the time is he does so much misdirection because he does all this crazy stuff. They're not looking at the thing that you really should be looking at. And what he reveals, and this is where the toy comes, the the, the toy breaking part of Grant Morrison comes in is he reveals in towards the, the back half of his run that um, that uh, uh, Niles Holder is actually a bad guy. So it's issue 57. It's probably one of my favorite modern comics because you're reading this and you're just kind of in, like, whatever I'm listening, I'm reading, you're right. It's misdirection because it almost sneaks up in you. Like, by the way, it's revealed Niles is the reason that Cliffs died and got put in a robot body, that Elastigirl got her powers and that Larry had his accident. Like he's behind them all. Mm-hmm. He was he started all of this. He wanted he he thought he wanted to take them down and not thought they were too arrogant and decided he would turn them into freaks and that would be his job. So now he has this new idea of using these nanobots not to save the world and like create, you know, save world, world hunger, but to basically replace humanity and you realize oh, he's fucking crazy too. They're mm-hmm. all fucking crazy. And this also then ties back I don't know I don't think they do it in 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 this and 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 Morrison's run, but I think later on somebody goes in. And they show you that uh, the reason why the brain was in the Brotherhood of Evil and it was like that was because he was he was he was the first robot man. He was the first Cliff. He was the first one that was murdered by Calder and was going to be put in, and rejected it. And now that's why he wanted to take down the Doom Patrol. It's like wow. Okay, so while you almost feel like Morrison did break the, the toys, he he breathed new life into it. You're like this changes everything. 
You know, you now have these misfits that were created, and they thought they were a team. They thought they could trust Niles, and Niles is actually the one that behind all their stuff. They behind everything they were. He's he behind all their pain and suffering. You know. Um, yeah. And uh, they, like I said, we we talked about they they had in Crazy Jane. There was Dorothy, who I felt like. I, I've never found any any information on Grant Morrison's ideas behind creating uh, Dorothy. I feel like she was like a combination of Dorothy from like the Wizard of Oz and like one of the Flying Monkeys. Hmm. Because she looks like she looks like Dorothy, but she also looks, she looks like I'm like not mine. Well, we like talk about her powers. It goes back to the same way like he thinks. Like her powers are basically she had imaginary friends who could do amazing things. Right. Just by imagination. Well, she also wanted the ruby shoes. Remember the ruby? She didn't want to put the ruby shoes on. And so that's why I thought, actually, she's like Dorothy. Like, I felt like he he brought all these things together. And I, I think this is what I was going to say before, too, is like, I think what, what scares me about reading Grant Morrison stuff is when I start understanding what he's saying. Yo, this is the scariest shit in the world. Like, oh, I get it. Oh, God, I get it. <laughs> like, like, you're reading this shit. And you're like, I don't understand. What you, and then all of a sudden, it starts clicking. You're like, wait a minute. That has to this, this has to this. Oh my God, I fucking get it. Like, there's a moment say, in there oh, where. Oh, we are crazy. You stop accusing him. And, and he starts muddling the lines between good and bad. Like, you're thinking, oh, the brothers of Dada, they're evil, blah, blah, blah. There's a point in here where, the, where no, nobody is, is going around trying to run for president and stuff like that. And Crazy James, like, I'm not hoping you take them down because he's actually right. Like, he's taking down the whole entire system and he's being refreshing and honest about all this stuff. So we're not going to help you. And he's like, what? And he ends up, yeah, he ends up kind of dying but not being a bad guy but he is a bad guy like it's he muddles these lines and it, it just gets it gets so far out there like there's a there's a moment in here he does where a good job of taking it from a superhero book and back to what and i think the original writer was like grant someone looking close to what we wanted to do absolutely which is terrifying first of all well, I mean, he definitely is terrifying i mean they're, they're, what did you want to do let me give you a perfect example of, of one of the of, of one of these uh you know an, an issue i think that would perfectly sum this up is the issue where um, uh, Crazy Jane had, had saved the day, but she had kind of fallen into a coma. And so in order to save her, they take, they remove Cliff's brain from his robot body and use uh, a, a, the negative person to kind of transfer his consciousness into, into Jane so that he can kind of go through and help her, you know, help sort through her consciousness. And when you get in, when he gets in there, he's talking to the conductor which you realize that Jane has created this this interconnecting web of of like it's like a train train tracks that represent her different personalities and how to connect it all together, mm-hmm. and he's going through here trying to save her, and you find out that what's the what, what the the trauma that you you find out two big traumas that created uh, crazy Jane. Uh, the first one you find out in this issue, which is that her dad was uh, abusive and raping her when she was five years old, and that's when her personality started to form. Which then becomes a very you go from this. Wow, this is fucking crazy. This is insane. To oh my god, this is actually fucking real. This is shit that happens. Like you understand that people create, you know, they 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 you know people who suffer childhood trauma retreat into themselves and create these different personalities. Like we've seen this kind of stuff before. Um, another one is because at that time you also they also mentioned this other personality that went away, Miranda, uh, because they say these, these personalities sometimes will go to the well, which is where they kind of go to kind of no longer exist in her personality. You find out later on that Miranda, you know, was fine. They say Miranda went away because, you know, when she was Miranda, she got in raped. She got attacked and raped in Metropolis, and that came out. Like you, you go from these, you get these really like these these ideas are weird and crazy. You're all traveling the mind and things like that, and you find out that wait, this shit is actually real. 
And again, going back to what you're saying, I think this is where Doom Patrol was at its best. When you made the issues real, when you have, you know, uh, Cliff dealing with, you know, you know, when, when you make all the other characters around Cliff also feel like Cliff, where you're, you're dealing with who he is and what he is. Like, you get that, excuse me, with Robot Man. You can get it with Crazy Jane. You get it with Dorothy, where Dorothy is literally, she feels like anything, she, she can manifest any of the crazy ideas she has. So she had her imaginary friends, but her imaginary friends could become real. Right. You know? Um, and that's actually how the series ends with, uh, he created this, 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 this one being Candleman. Which is fucking terrifying, by the way. Um, yeah. You have, uh, you know, uh, ne- negative person. I think they keep calling him negative man, but again, it's, it's not, he's not, it, it's not a man. It's Rebus. It's Rebus. There we go. Rebus, right? Great Rebus. And, you know, Rebus at one point goes away and, and gives birth. And it's like this whole big crazy thing going on here. And I think that that's where Doom Patrol was at its best. When you, when you lean into the craziness, and the personal struggle of all of these characters, that's where Doom Patrol is best. Um, and I think that, I think the next writer, the next reader, I didn't read the next stuff, but I believe uh, they carried on with the same thing. Again, they introduced uh, yeah. the first transgender character. Like, that carried on. Like, that, that, that's the... So the I, have, I have read that in the past. Mm-hmm. And she, and, and Rachel Paul did a good job of kind of advancing some of the larger personal ideas. I know she tackles uh, Generation Gaps, Humanity, uh, and transgender issues you already mentioned, but like while Grant was dancing mostly with like esoteric thought and like uh, uh, surrealism and kind of these outsider ideas, she tied it closer to like Abrahamic religions, mm. which was interesting because it was so different, but it didn't really hit for me. Got you, got you. Um. I think after that was after that the John Burns Burns up where he basically tries to erase everything that Graham Morrison do, did and everybody yes. was basically like um, don't read that shit. <laughs> yeah, everybody everywhere I've read it basically this is like don't trust the great don't trust Don, John Burns stuff. It's just not good. He and and again, but it goes but it goes back to the thing with why doesn't the Doom Patrol catch on? Because you get things like this where they basically go and erase their history. You're not going to get something like this to catch on if you go back and erase the history that's there, which kind of goes back to what we were saying in the beginning, where why did why do why do the Fantastic Four and X Men have such a, a such staying power? Because you can read a Fantastic Four book today, and it ties back to those issues from the '60s. It's right. all connected. It's all related. It's all there. All that history matters. Here, you're constantly rebooting and forgetting and pretending like that stuff doesn't matter, and it just like. Again, when I look when I, when I think about the Doom Patrol, I'm like they could have been so much more. It's really one of those things like, man, can you imagine? You know what it is? I was gonna say if they had done it at um, uh, uh, Marvel, but it, you know what it reminded me also in a modern day con- context. What uh, I think it was uh, Warren Ellis what he did with uh, Next Wave Agent of Hate. Yeah, it, that like to me, Next Wave Agent of Hate would have been what uh, Doom Patrol would be if if if, if Mar- they they had back in a Marvel. You know, and that was again that was a short-lived series, but it fit. It was weird. It was crazy. It was over the top, and it felt like having read the the Morrison Doom Patrol and even the early Doom Patrol stuff, and thinking about Next Wave. I'm like, oh yeah, that's where that came from. Like that shit is. You literally do have robot. Was it robot? You have a robot man on there. You know, so yeah, it's it's yeah. Um, I read. 
I didn't read a lot of the newer stuff. I think I did read like volume, not three. The it's five with Keith Giffen. I think so. Is that the one where is is Bumblebee's he takes there? Go ahead. Bumblebee's. It's the one that happens after um, Infinite Crisis. I don't think I had that one. Okay, that's the one I read, and it's fine. It's just. Uh... Once you've read the Morrison stuff, everything else feels like a, a really pale imitation. And even in New 52, there hasn't been a book for them yet, but they've been like, they've made appearances. I don't know, man. I didn't read the Gerard Way one because I don't read things written by musicians. Um, I don't know. It's just, for me, if, if you want to know about Doom Patrol and you want to know about kind of what you're going to see on the DC streaming, I would say go to the original issues and then go to the Morrison stuff because they will not film the Morrison stuff because it's unfilmable. They won't, but I, I after watching that episode of Titans, I do feel like they're going to get to the idea of Colder being behind their powers. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's the other thing is that what Morrison does is he comes in and breaks your toys, and once you put things back together, you find the best things about that stuff, and you roll with it. Because since that happened, it's always been kind of a staple of their incarnations is that no one trusts the chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was interesting for me to read the original thought because the chief was originally Professor X. He was the guy you trusted. And the same way Professor X has taken a heel turn over the years, they did it much more dramatically and some would say, and accurately so, first with Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I said, uh, there, uh, I, I think it was a 2001 series. I can't remember what series that was, but it's basically... There was a 2001 series as well, yeah. Yeah, it, it was basically... It, it, the it, Again, it, it's, they turned them into superheroes. It's, it's Robot Man is basically a consult, sort of a consultant for the new team. And it just, it just doesn't have the same feeling. You said, I, I think that the Grant Morrison stuff is where it's at. Like once the Grant Morrison, like once you read the Grant Morrison stuff, you see the weirdness there. When it doesn't have the same weirdness, you're just kind of you're kind of left wanting. Um, and once you once you read the Grant Morrison stuff and like us, you're like, oh, I get it. Put the book down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just no. for a couple of days. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. No, no. I, I gotta go read something like normal now because I I just yeah. I, I don't I don't like the way I'm I don't like the where, where my head was going. It just yeah. No, I gotta gotta walk away from this one. So. Um, there you have that. I think that was under, what was that, under an hour? I think that should have been under an hour. Um, we did a pretty good job with that. Like I said, I, I, it, it, Doom Patrol's a hard one because, again, it's one of those things, but I think this is a good blueprint for us to dealing with characters like this where, like, you don't, most of their, most of the stuff that's written for them, to be perfectly honest, isn't worth reading. But the characters themselves, I do feel like are interesting. Like, I do feel like, it, again, you're going to have to take your time. Don't do like we did and try to read the Grant Morrison stuff like in a couple weeks. <laughs> like, take your time and read the Grant Morrison stuff. You're going to pull something. Huh? Yeah. You're going to pull something. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going to have nightmares too. So, don't do that. Um, take your time and then go through it. And, and I think that'll kind of give you an, an understanding of the Doom Patrol. But like I said, reading that and seeing them and just seeing this group and seeing how they interacted in, in that Titans episode... Again, the cyborg thing aside, I feel kind of good about what they're going to do with the show because I feel like they're going to take the best pieces of everything. They're going to take best pieces of what the the early Doom Patrol uh, issues were, what the Grant Morrison stuff is, kind of, like you said, take the best pieces of that, and you can make a really, really good, different show. And I also think, here's the other thing, too. We'll leave with this. I think that done right, DC, uh, DC can do something with Doom Patrol and make Doom Patrol finally take off because there really isn't a space for them. They're, there's, they're, they're not going to be oper- uh, occupying a space that anybody else is occupying right now on TV. 
Like you can really like Legend of Tomorrow. We like to say the well, they're 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 not they're not superheroes. That's why they're but they're not really misfits per se. Like right. they're not out they hiding they hide in the mansion. Right, right. They're, so so it's like I feel like even with Legend of Tomorrow, it's the closest thing you can kind of get to the tone of Doom Patrol. But they're still not as like you you here. Like the legends can still, for the most part, interact with normal people. You know, when they go back, when they when when in between seasons, they're back home in their current time period, just fucking chilling or working at Big Belly Burger or something like. You know, they're doing. They have normal. They have normal lives, right? Robot Man can't have a normal life. You know, right. we saw that episode. We, we Rita her face started, you know, melting at the table, the dinner table. You know, Larry has is covered in bandages. Like they can't be normal. So, you know, they have to be outcasts. And I really do feel like that's a space that the Doom Patrol can really occupy in live action. And I think they've cast really, really well. And just by seeing how they're, they're interacting, I think it'll work. So we'll see. We'll see. So anyway, um, let us know what you guys think of us doing some of these smaller, uh, shorter e- episodes on some of these characters uh, and just trying to get in there. Like I said, um, We've done a lot of stuff with, with Grant Morrison. I, I think we said after the last time we did Grant Morrison, we weren't going to do any more Grant Morrison. I said that before I knew that he had written the most significant Doom Patrol stuff. <laughs> but I really mean it. We can't do Grant Morrison for like six months. Like anything, right. any characters. Right. He didn't write anything for Aquaman, did he? Um, don't make me. I, I hope not. I God, I hope not. Because God damn it. If so, we got to make sure whatever we do for the next six months after this. Do not involve Grant Morrison. I love him to death. I love what he wrote, but he makes my brain hurt. He makes my brain hurt. So that's true. Uh, all right, folks, we will be back in December. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll be back in December to finish up the 2018 with our two-parter on Aquaman. So uh, stay tuned. So all right, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>